Comic Book Characters is an uncensored podcast. You can follow the Comic Book Characters podcast on Twitter at Twitter handle CB Characters. Again, that's at CB Characters or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Neil Before Pod. You can also email us at cbcharacters at gmail.com. This is Alfred here, and on this week's issue of Comic Book Characters, Ig and I discuss Daredevil, the new hit series from Netflix. Then it's Avengers Assemble as we look at Hulk and Iron Man, as well as the Avengers Red Carpet experience as featured on YouTube. Where did Gillette Razors fit into the MCU? Then it's on to Spidey Talk, and we discuss the reveal of Thing in Fantastic Four. Finally, we're getting closer, ladies and gentlemen, the Superman-Batman trailer-length announcement. As the trailer drops today in IMAX theaters, ears open. Let's do it. Hey, it's Alfred here with another issue of Comic Book Characters. Welcome, one and all. And I've got my co-host, Ignacio. How you doing, man? Hey, man. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Uh, So we uh, unintentionally took a break last week. Uh, There's some uh, family issues and things on my end. Uh, Life life sometimes gets in the way. Life happens... To everyone, even a couple of comic book characters. In fact, nice. that's what makes life interesting. So, comic book characters, or what makes life interesting? I don't. I don't know. What you're you know, life. About. Life oh. makes life you know, makes it, life interesting. No, it's, it's what's in between the panels. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm taking this uh, in between the panels. A little, little by too the far. way was one of our one of our working titles for the podcast. Yes. Yeah, which I panels. really liked. I really liked in between the panels or in between uh, two panels or but it's a little uh it's it's no uh Neil before pod, but No yeah. no Neil before pod. No not even uh you know combo characters. Right. But it, it kind of felt to me like uh what's that guy's name? Uh Lipton or Lipin or Oh, in, inside, the, the, inside the actor studio guy. Inside the actor studio. That's what it made me think of with the in, in between the panels. It, it's like if uh, we had like a really serious academic discussion about comic books i think maybe that or like between the the ferns yeah (laughs) or between the ferns which is a parody of yeah inside that's probably why i think we just traced back your whole thought process there we go that is exactly what happened yeah so man um you know what they say what do they say they say that justice is blind oh that is so true um said best by tommy Wiseau in the room if you've ever seen it (laughs) You know what they say, love is blind. Yeah, dude. It's here, the show, to end Finally. all shows. Uh, yeah. Daredevil. Daredevil on Netflix dropped April 10th, just a few days ago. Just all the episodes, um, all at once. All the episodes. Now, I know that you've previously said that you really enjoy the way kind of Netflix or Hulu, I guess, does the same thing. The way they, they introduce kind of all the episodes at one time. But, again, life gets in the way. Um, I know I've been able to watch the first three episodes. What what are you on? Uh, Yeah, uh, life, I guess, got in the way for me as well. Um, I've actually actually been excited for this show for a while, um, Mm -hmm. but I just watched episode one right before we started recording. It's fresh in my mind. Fresh. uh, And uh, I'm excited, actually, to keep going with it, but I'm... 
I'm way behind. I mean, I know most nerds have already finished this whole series, but uh, yeah. I'll I'll get there. Um, oh, it's cool. I yeah. mean, that's that's the I mean, that's the best thing about these kind of release schedules is that it's at your own discretion, right? Like I I know people here locally that did viewing parties and literally marathon the whole thing. That's insane. Um, I mean, they're one, our on episodes too. I don't even yeah. think this show really lends itself all that great for that. Um, for for marathoning, yeah. I don't think it does. I think it's I think it's the kind of show that um, you kind of need to take your time with. It's got kind of a yeah. slower pacing to it, which mm-hmm. I, I like at least from the first episode. I don't know. It's hard for me to make kind of uh, kind you know, of broad broad statements, con- broad statements here. But you know, from the first episode, I mean, right off the bat, you got this scene where he's con- in the confessional with uh, with a priest, right. and that. That scene, like, goes on it's for slow. so long, and it's, it's just really him slow. talking with like, uh, like a you know a fixed camera on his face mm-hmm. for like yeah. I don't know how long, but uh, like that that kind of set the tone very early on that okay this is this is not going to be like a, a quick cut kind of fast paced show like they're going to actually take their time with these scenes which I, I like love it's it a little change love it man I you're totally I mean yeah you're right and it did set the tone. I loved it though. Like I like that they are being deliberative with this. Um, yeah. You know, too often. I mean, it's literally the antithesis of what the Schumacher, Joel Schumacher Batman films were like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, where it's just flashing lights and gibberish and like just what the hell is even going on? Though to be fair, uh, I mean Schumacher was was inspired by the really cheesy, campy. 60s Batman 60s show. Batman right um but you know I the, the funny thing is and, and we should probably save this for another podcast because I'd love to like just go through this but if you go back and watch eight millimeter which is a movie oh, yeah. that Joel Schumacher directed yeah. it is a Batman movie it is essentially like basically if Nick Cage was just Batman which is funny because he ended up playing like a Batman of Jace in uh kick-ass but um yeah he if he had, if you just made him Batman in that movie, it would have worked. It would have been a yeah. fucking great Batman movie. That movie, um, now that movie also eight millimeter. And yeah, we should totally do this in a future podcast. So let's not spend too much time. Well, but. and Schumacher like nailed just the mood and the setting yeah. and the look of a Batman it's, movie. It's so deliberative it was, and slow. It was in him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like he, we know he he had it in him. But no, he chose to go with uh, super cheesy, campy. It's like he had an aneurysm and just like <laughs> became like this totally different director. And, yeah. and, and there are documentaries and interviews with him and stuff where he's basically like said, I'm sorry, I was pressured <laughs> right. by the studio. They wanted to make toys like, yeah, you know, I didn't I didn't have the guts to stand up to them. And I could totally you know, see that actually completely. I think that's a, a very legit explanation. I mean, it's really yeah. hard to kind of, you know, keep your whatever his vision was. And I don't know. And maybe his vision early, even early on was was bad. But like, I would imagine it's very difficult to do anything that's that's dramatically different from what the studio wants. So yeah. Anyway, well, um, you know, just the last thing I'll say on that is bat nipples could yeah. not be the idea of one person. That has oh. to be the idea of a, a room of stupid people. I know. So and like, it, how it did must nobody have been the studio? How did nobody stand up to that? Just such a bad idea. It's, but yeah, you know what? Like I know things are about to ramp up for us here in CBC with all the movies and stuff coming out, but maybe later in the fall or the, or the winter, uh, when things slow down, we can do a, a whole bat the you know the mythology of Batman in film yeah. podcast. That'd be really good to do. Um, I think, I think uh, honestly, uh, if anyone listening is interested, 
go back and watch Eight Millimeter, but yeah. think, just watch it as if it were a Batman movie. Yeah, just and like that's totally Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's, pretend it's Bruce Wayne, and it's awesome. It's good. Yeah, it really is. Like if you just change the name of that one character. Yeah, I know. That's it. it it's I tell I'm telling totally, when you. I watched 8mm not thinking that, but then you told me, like, hey, doesn't isn't that just, you know, again, future podcast, but and I was like, yeah, man, you blew my mind, and you're totally right. I'm so on board with, with <laughs> yeah, that. And, it's, yeah. uh, anyway, uh, that okay. was a huge tangent, but uh, we're huge talking tangent. about Back Daredevil. to Daredevil. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, like, I, I've only been able to watch the first three episodes, uh, and I will tell you that the pacing, the tone is consistent. Yeah. Um, without really, and we're gonna try to go mostly spoiler free with this. Um, especially well, since it's I only on. watched the first episode, so yeah. if for some reason, I mean, there's not a whole lot to spoil there. It's very much just <laughs> mm-hmm. kind of setting up the Daredevil character, but right. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you don't wanna, if you don't wanna hear about any plot points in that first episode, maybe yeah. just fast forward a little bit here. But um, yeah. Anyway, uh, I, I I liked it. I thought it was I thought it was good. Um, I'm I'm curious to see where it goes from here. I will say that I think. You know, the, the stuff with him as Daredevil, you know, uh, kind of the action scenes and him being the superhero um, was really well done. I thought the fight scenes were awesome. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was interesting. The thing I'm worried about is that I think most of these episodes episodes are going to be carried by him and Foggy kind of like doing their whole lawyer thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm worried that the show is going to be a little too like uh, Law and Order or Jace. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny you say that. Um because when I saw the show and the way I've been describing it to people who haven't seen it yet is I say it's it's like in moments it has the dramatic panache of the wire mm-hmm. but it's it's kind of like law and order meets the wire meets Batman begins mm-hmm. like I feel like that's that's the best way I can describe it to people. Well, um, yeah, it's not okay. on the level of the wire. I mean, you know, that's like in its own sort of. Well, the first episode did but... have a scene where it looked like some kind of prostitutes were being put into a uh, one of those uh, containers, those like uh, shipping containers. Yeah. Or, uh, and that's like taken directly from the wire. <laughs> that actually yeah. happened in season two. Um, but uh, and that actually yeah. kind of happens in Batman Begins. There's there's a scene. <laughs> Where, uh, but it's not prostitutes. It's like uh, they're drugs that they're comp- they're um, hiding in like uh, stuffed toys or something. <laughs> All right. But they're on it. They're in a shipping yard with those containers, and it's lit almost exactly the same way in Batman Begins. Well, yeah. I mean, you so, always you have to. There's not a whole lot of light. I mean, in it's those like shot anyway, the same way yeah. too, though. It's, but um, yeah. I mean, but but I mean, if you're gonna borrow from things, those are good things to borrow from. <laughs> I, I think so. I just think that um, I, I I don't know. It's it's hard to it's hard to do anything like The Wire, um, and I don't imagine <laughs> Daredevil's gonna you know is up for the challenge. Like, this, there's storytelling at least from the first episode isn't nearly as sophisticated, and you know there's some right. like kind of holes in there. Like you know what what what's going on with the cop trying to kill that woman in the cell and somehow failing? Like what? How do you mess that up? How do you not well, kill her? Well, he's not a you know he's not a trained killer. He's like yeah. he's like some dopey dude, you know? right? But like, like the, we basically cut away from that scene where she's still in the cell with the guy. Like, right? Th- does he just well, at one point just go, ah, fuck it? <laughs> like, yeah, I give out. up. Yeah, I'm out. Well, it's okay, but to be fair, if you were that cop, that's totally how that would play out. Well, if I was that cop, yeah, but but then again, maybe not because I realize that if I don't kill this woman, like I'm, I'm dead, gonna get or my murdered. Dead. Yeah, yeah that's so, true. 
Um, that that was weird. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I didn't think the the storyline with her was all that strong. But um, you know, I also I thought it was a good idea to not to kind of slowly introduce the kingpin character. Um, yeah, I like that. Um, you know, I wasn't I wasn't completely enamored with the storyline. But I will say though, watching the show, there were multiple times where I just kept thinking to myself. I'm really excited to see where this goes. Like this has yeah. a lot of potential. Um, yeah, and they're they're bu- they're building momentum for sure. Yeah. But the other thing you have to remember, and because this isn't the Wire, the Wire is a grounded show that's very you know realistic in terms of its yeah. Th- universe this is not trying to be the this Wire is, in any way. Right? <laughs> you know, the funny thing is when you compare Daredevil. Like, remember that Daredevil is taking place in the same universe as Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Exactly. And, and in comparison, it is incredibly grounded. Yeah. Um, which is great. Grittier. Which is which is really great. And I think Marvel needed that in terms of their cinematic universe because it balances stuff out. Um, I but it's say, really I also, it's really yeah. fun to think that way. You know? I also feel like kind of an idiot for not thinking this, but um, in the first episode, they make a lot of mentions about like how you know Daredevil Matt Murdock doesn't need the lights on, obviously, because he's blind. But yeah. um, I, I, for some reason, I didn't make the connection between why the show is so dark <laughs> with the fact that he can't see. But that's got to be it, right? I mean, that's the whole point of why they did that. Yeah, like, you know, that's something we joked about before. Um, I imagine so, because, like, through the first three episodes, it's still kind of like that. Like, uh, right. a lot of it's really dark. Now, I will tell you this. Um, when, Because, obviously, we all know Vincent D'Onofrio is Kingpin. He's not shown in the first episode, I don't believe. You hear his voice uh, at one point. You, yeah, you hear his voice. Um, I will say this. This isn't really a spoiler, uh, but I think, and I think they're doing this purposefully, but when you do see Kingpin later on in the series, the way his scenes are lit is very light. Like, like everything. It has a lot of, very bright, you mean? Very bright, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I suspect that that contrast is intentional. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And that with Daredevil, um, you know, Bet- Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, that is just kind of how that character is going to be. Uh, Matt Murdock, like, it's going to be dark. Uh, so much so that after watching the first episode, I, I before I watched the second one, I watched the first two together, I, I spent like 30 minutes recalibrating my television <laughs> to to make all the light and dark and everything look good because I was getting really frustrated. The, it, the way my TV was set up, it was too dark to see some stuff sometimes. Oh, that's funny, man. And so, but I just like, you know what? I'm going to fix this now because I'm just going to get frustrated later. But yeah, when you see the Kingpin later on, his it seems to me that his scenes are, are lit with a lot of brightness in mind. So... Yeah, Daredevil um, might kind of be like our new standard for like calibrating image images on our TVs. It's like at least okay. contrast. Yeah, yeah. Or it's like uh, okay, if you want the, your TV to be bright enough, just watch Daredevil and like brighten it to the point where you can actually see what's happening on the screen. And then but, you're uh, good. And then you're good. Um, but uh, yeah, that's funny about the lighting because it's kind of um, I guess goes against the the traditional way you you light villains and and, and good guys. But um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious to see where it goes. I heard um, that there was like a really amazing fight scene at the end of season two. Yeah, uh, I mean season episode two, two, episode two. Uh, yeah, that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. There were two two things I wanted to talk about. Oh, having only seen the first three episodes, uh, the end of episode two ends in basically a tracking shot, single take tracking shot, which is I probably not literally a single take, but 
it's, it's like, made to look like a single take. It's made like to look Man. like it's a single take. Right. It's like uh like Birdman and it's like a six to eight minute fight scene. I love and that, man. I love single take long is scenes. Amazing. Awesome. It is cool. like if you watch Everyone that listens to this podcast is probably a comic. Obviously, should be a comic book fan, and you probably are already on board with Daredevil. But if you only watch one episode, that's the one to watch because having only seen the first three, but that that scene is is sort of it's 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 the gotcha moment. It's the like oh I'm in yeah you that's know cool. of the show. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to hearing what you think about it after you see it. Yeah, I'm probably going to um, see it today actually. Um I uh you know hey, I think the first episode the 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 main goal of the first episode is always just to make you want to see more and and for me that you know the show accomplished that. I definitely want to want to see where this goes and you know they give you the little kind of, you know, dangling carrot of of not, you know, not showing you Kingpin either and like you know, making you want to come back for that too. So, mm-hmm. no, I'm excited to, to to watch the next episode, especially with with uh, with with the the promise of seeing that fight at the end. That sounds cool. Yeah, it's it's really sweet. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was, and I don't think he's in the first episode, but somebody that that they introduced later is a character by the name of Ben Ulrich. Um, mm-hmm. Now, in the comic, Ben Ulrich is a reporter for the Daily Bugle. He's a uh, and in the comic he's white. In the show he's a black guy, and he kind of looks like Terry Crews's dad. Oh, like, wow! So he's jacked. No, I mean no. I mean he's he he's not. He's not jacked, but his face, his facial features, oh, okay. kind of like Terry. But he kind of looks like a cross between Terry Crews and Morgan Freeman. And, okay, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's really hard and, for me to imagine. <laughs> yeah, big two um, really different looking guys. Okay. But when you see him, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what you mean. But, but that guy, and I wish I knew the actor's name off the top of my head, I don't know, um, is it, it seems to be like a really good actor, and his character is going to be really, I feel, integral to uh, to the show. Mm-hmm. But not only that, uh, Ben Ulrich, also in the comic book universe at least, does exist in Daredevil comics and Spider-Man comics. Mm. So... You know, there's chance for crossover, uh, you know, appeal there. Maybe oh, get Ben definitely, Ulrich definitely, eventually into the Daily. Be- they don't. I don't think they mention what like publication he's working for in the right. episode that I saw, at least. But it's possible that it's daily. It's the Daily Bugle. You know? Well, that that's what's so brilliant about this whole strategy, right? Because like you, you know, we're we're all going to watch this Daredevil show, and it's you know, we're all going to get into the character, and then like, how cool is it going to be if he like pops up in an Avengers movie? You know, like it's just mm-hmm. it's going to be. So awesome. Um, that's like, you know, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm tired of making wrestling references. I'm going to stop. Uh, no, but right. anyway, um, I, I, you know, what about Charlie Cox, by the way? I thought he's doing oh, a really great job as Daredevil. Nails it. I yeah. mean, you know, it's so funny. I've always felt that people kind of, I'm not a big Ben Affleck fan, but I always felt like people were a little harsh with him on the Daredevil movie. Right. Um, like, like it wasn't totally in his control as to how that character is portrayed. But looking at Charlie Cox's portrayal of Matt Murdock slash Daredevil, like Ben Affleck can, you know, go <laughs> go to the corner, put him in the corner, lock him up, don't let him see the light of day. <laughs> this is how the character should be done. Yeah. You know, and, and Charlie Cox just plays it with such range and fierceness like there's all this stuff bubbling under ju- just underneath the surface of of what he's doing and it's like 
I totally agree. And I, I've said this before on the show, but I feel like I, I, I really feel like a main reason that Marvel has been so successful in recent years is just that they go out and they cast good actors to do to play these roles. And that that makes a huge difference. It really does. And and uh, they're also smart enough to go out and get some guy who's not American because uh, <laughs> Charlie Cox <laughs> well, yeah, is from England. You know, his his thought, accent kind of comes in and out, by the way, I've noticed. But uh, a little but I bit. thought he was great. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, we've talked about that before, and I think you're right. I think Marvel has been really smart to take these true, like, masters of craft actors, and they tend I don't know to if be I'd British. Go that far, but yeah. Well, no, no. I mean, but like they, you know what I mean? Like they're not. Uh, I know what you mean, though. They're you know they're they're not just uh, they're not just like Ken dolls or like guys who are there just because they have a cool look. Like they're actually somewhat seemingly well-trained actors um right that's what i mean like they're well-trained actors and they they tend to be british but i think early on kevin feige must have realized that that was working and so whenever it's time to cast someone else they kind of look that way first yeah um which is great because like even um and he'll be introduced at some point i haven't seen all the episodes um but there's a character called the purple man he's a villain uh, I don't know if he's going to be in the Daredevil series or in Luke Cage or one of those other, uh, you know, uh, related Netflix series. But it's going to be played by David Tennant, which is another British actor uh, famous for, for playing a role in Doctor Who. Mm. So, it, like I said, it just seems like Marvel has this, you know, this template for what they're going to do. And it's like, oh, we need to cast an actor. Let's look over, you know, let's look at international actors first. Yeah. I mean, they you got know. Cumberbatch. They got yep. you know, and I the mean, they're, they're, look, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of great English actors. There's also some, there's also some good American ones. Are, there you are. know, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, being on that list, Mark Ruffalo too. I mean, you know, Ruff, they, I'm a they, huge Ruff fan. Yeah, I mean, they, they've they, they've just done a really good job um, with their casting, and it it elevates a show like this to have someone who can kind of carry scenes. I mean, that going back to that scene I mentioned earlier of just him talking for like seemingly five minutes. That is not an easy scene for any actor to do. Um, you mm-hmm. need you need a good actor. It's not just about the action scenes and looking the part. It's about kind of bringing some some weight to, to the character. And just from one ep- from one episode, I um, I got the sense that Charlie Cox really really accomplished that. Yeah, and it's really and he's really consistent. I mean, like I said, I've only seen three episodes so far, but there's one word I can use to describe Daredevil Netflix series is consistent. <laughs> Well, I mean, we talked a little bit about that cool fight at the end of episode two. Mm -hmm. How about another cool fight that we saw this week, which was released in another trailer, another (laughs) Avengers trailer? Um, These guys are unstoppable. Um, Yeah. And it's an extended fight scene between Iron Man and Hulk. If you guys haven't seen it, um, if you don't want to spoil anything because the movie's coming out soon, I totally understand why you wouldn't want to. But it's not that long, and it's uh, it's a cool little sneak peek um, into what it's going to look like. Man, it looks awesome. It's just like yeah. it's a great <laughs> cool, fight sequence. Cool little fight scene might be the understatement of the year. Yeah, uh, I, it, it's awesome. Like it's you know I mean, it's almost like you could have just shown that that little two minute clip. That could have been all Marvel showed for Avengers Age of Ultron and people would have gone to see this movie just for that. Like it's really that good. Um 
and uh, yeah. the scenes out there, and it's actually the full scene. So there's no, it's not like you know, uh, it's a, not a intercut trailer. with other stuff or yeah. anything like that. It's just and, like a straight sh- scene. And funny enough, I'm not actually sure if that was released as a trailer or if it just kind of came out. Um, but anyway, um, it looks great. Uh, like you see Iron Man in the Hulkbuster suit. You see this like floating Iron Man charging station. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's, it's got, like a like, little like a yeah like a <laughs> like a service station that just yeah. floats around him. Like which is it's brilliant. Like I, I don't know if that's if that happened in the comics, but like whoever thought of that, that's that's a really cool idea. Like it just seems like a really logical thing that he would have. Like it fits with his character and it fits with, you know, his needs, I guess, as a character. He needs his his whole his whole uh, superhero persona is just a suit. So, of course he would have <laughs> yeah. a backup. Of course he would have handy something there to help well, him. But you anyway. you know what it, it, it uh draws my attention to something that's happened in like almost every Iron Man film and the Avengers movie, the first one, is that he's always like running out of power. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, or he's like his suit's getting damaged. So, you know, it's, I guess logically he just thought like, how do I solve this problem? Exactly. And it's like I have a floating station with extra parts and stuff, and like right. And but the way they, I mean, that is just cool in itself as a concept. But the way they execute it in this little you know, trailer um, yeah, is amazing. He, like it looks so cool. Yeah. At uh, one point, he loses an arm, and then like an arm comes flying out of the station and then attaches to him so that he has yeah. two arms again. I mean, like in parts, like in, not just like yeah. a fully formed arm, but right. like in different parts and it um, comes together. I love stuff like that. You know, it's like the comic book world is obviously it's all, you know, it's, it's going to be very fantastical. You, and you like, got to suspend your disbelief. You do have to yeah. suspend your disbelief, but I like when they, when they, you know, throw in something that just kind of logically makes sense uh, mm-hmm. within that world. And I don't know, that was a, that was a cool little thing about it. Um, and here, but, uh, here's the other thing. Yeah. Once again, Marvel proving CBC right on the nose. What did we <laughs> What did we say several podcasts ago when we, we when it was first leaked? Uh, the very first Avengers trailer, in fact, there was literally like a one second clip of Hulk, and he turns to look at the camera, and his eyes were a little red. That's right. And what did we purport that might be the issue there? We said this is all that you might know, that right? might be Scarlet Witch. Yeah. In this trailer, confirmed Scarlet Witch is messing with his head. Yeah, I don't think Tony says. He, I mean, he's talking to, to Banner, or who's the Hulk, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, hey man, like don't don't. I don't know what the word is, but like don't let her control you or something like that." He said, or? "Don't let her mess with your head." Right. He's like, so it's not let... like completely confirmed, but it's essentially confirmed because no one else is going to be doing that. Um, but yeah, dude, uh, that fight sequence looks really cool. I couldn't be more excited about that movie. I hope it's really good. Um, uh, one last thing I wanted to mention was that uh, just between their dialogue, uh, like you said, Robert or Tony Stark's talking to Hulk, and he, he mentions Bruce Banner, and Hulk gets like extra mad. He's like, "All right, sorry, no puny Banner." Which is straight from the comics. The whole puny banner thing is a classic line uh, from the Hulk comics. I love it when they kind of touch on little things from the comics like that. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really smart. And you, I'm surprised they don't do it more often, especially when it comes to other characters, which we'll get to in a little bit in a little bit mm-hmm. later on. But um, you also wanted to talk about another kind of Avengers-related thing, which was yeah, 
what apparently was like a total train wreck, some red carpeting uh, before <laughs> well, the uh, premiere? I, I, the reason, I, you know, I would maybe train wreck's a little harsh, but okay. it, it's definitely train wreck adjacent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, just a, a couple of days ago, they did the red carpet premiere in L.A. I think it's at the Dolby Theater uh, for Avengers Age of Ultron. And what they they did this with Guardians of the Galaxy as well, and it's this thing that live streams on YouTube, and and the whole video is on YouTube now. It's like two hours long, um, so you have to be a super fan to want to watch it. I kind of had it on in the background while I was doing other stuff, um, but the reason why I wanted to watch it, one, it's pretty cool. They get like all the main actors to come up, and they have these two uh, girls, two young women, with microphones. And there, it's a red carpet event. You know, they get them to come up and they talk a little bit about Who the you movie, wearing, but, right? Yeah, they, like that whole thing. And um, they also like go up to the fans who have been like waiting for days, <laughs> uh, you know, like in the barricade section. Um, and they do these little interactions. But the, the funny thing is, and I'm not 100% sure on this, but I believe the, the young women that they get to do the little like reporter part with the microphones, they're not especially trained at doing these kind of events. So what ends up happening is you know they have the earpiece in their ear they have probably multiple producers talking to them constantly right and as they're trying to do the interviews and whatnot they get distracted or confused and so it it causes a lot of awkward conversation between them and the actors and not only that they're asking like these questions and for whatever reason most of the time the actors are like I don't understand your question <laughs> or I'm not going to I don't think I can answer that right now like there's a the throughout the whole thing the one that I most highly recommend if anyone watches this thing on YouTube is the interaction between the young women and one of them is named Lorraine the other one's name I cannot recall at the moment it starts with a T it's like Tamika why do you or remember their names That's i don't so know bizarre. I just do. okay uh but they uh they interact with spader oh <laughs> and wow. i don't okay. know if spader is like drunk or high or just being weird spader because that's who he is is he still in character i mean he is a but he's actor. just like really evasive with every question they ask it, Are, what kind of questions could they possibly be asking are they like just like really simple stuff like um you know like at what point, uh, what part of you felt most connected to Ultron? And right. he'll be like, he'll say something like, well, that's a question that echoes in my mind. <laughs> and I'm not sure I can answer that in an adequate amount of time. Oh, wow. Yeah, he just, those are the kind of answers he gives. And it's it's kind of awesome, <laughs> you know, if you like awkward interaction, which I do, which I love. I gotta um, check that out. Yeah, that sounds amazing. But but you know, even if you're just a fanboy or a fangirl, like it's cool to see the actors. Like a lot of the uh, guys and girls from Agents of Shield show up, and mm-hmm. you can tell they really love being involved with all this. They seem so happy and excited to be there and to interact with everyone. Uh, Michael, uh, uh, is it Rooker Rock Rocker? What's his name? Oh my god, the the guy that played Yondu, Roker. Uh, Okay, I don't know. Actually. Right? Oh, I don't know. Terrible. Let me look it up. Terrible. Um, anyway, uh, the guy that played Yondu, and he's in like you know Walking Dead and Mallrats and stuff. That guy, he's also best friends with James Gunn. Um, he, oh, he I know what loves, you're talking about. He Michael loves Rooker? interacting with every Rooker. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
The other thing is this is all sponsored by Hasbro, right? And there's like these Hasbro toy commercials interspersed into the the red carpet, which is really weird. <laughs> but the other thing is these reporter uh, women have the toys there with them. <laughs> and so they're like, for instance, one of the toys is like, you know, Hulk hands, like those big foamy green Hulk hands. And they're like trying to get the actors to try them on. And some of the actors are like not having it. But Michael <laughs> is like totally into it. He's like, oh, let me put on the hands. He's like, oh, is that an Iron Man mask? Let me put that on. And like he, he just starts playing with all the toys. Like he's just, just a big kid, basically. You, and, you uh, are just so easy to please, aren't you? Aren't you? I, mean, I am. These I'm guys just could, excited. This could be a complete act. They could go home and just tell their wives, oh, my life fucking sucks. I hate doing comic book movies. But, okay, and no, you're, you're just right. like eating this shit up with a spoon. They're actors. They're actors, so they totally could be acting. But there are, there are lots of other actors that show up and interact, and they're just, like, not given anything. They're right, like, right. ugh. And so when I see these actors and actresses really seem to buy into it and really like the fact that they're involved with all this to me i want to believe that that's genuine i i generally um, believe it, that they're all dead it, inside okay i want to enjoy you know i want to enjoy this stan lee <laughs> gets interviewed he's awesome as always yeah uh his bit is the other thing i would recommend to watch but anyway it was just cool to watch it's on youtube we'll probably link it in the thread if case anyone wants to see it you the the james spader stuff really is funny uh, maybe he's doing a bit and it's just trying to make life difficult for them. Also, it would be hilarious. <laughs> well, speaking um, of other sp- of sponsorships like Hasbro. How about other awkward things? <laughs> other awkward things? Well, this is an awkward thing that's also a sponsorship. Um, uh, Stan Lee was actually in Boston uh, the other day. I didn't see him. Uh, I feel kind of bad about that, but it was a work day and I couldn't. Uh, I probably wasn't going to go out anyway, to be honest with you. Because uh, this was just such a weird uh, idea. But basically, there was a press conference where Stanley appeared at the Gillette headquarters, which is in Boston. There's like a big Gillette sign, so I know exactly where it is, uh, where he was there to promote the kind of tie-in with the Avengers movie and Gillette, which must, I mean, Marvel must, have be, must be getting millions here because why else would Stanley show up to something like this? Like, this guy's got enough money where he doesn't have to show up to some press conference and like talk about racers. Right. But, uh... Anyway, have you have you seen these these razors, dude? Have you seen these commercials? I've they seen look, uh, pictures. They look kind of there, interesting. Are, are there actual TV like commercials for them? I haven't seen that. I saw a couple of like print ads. Um, so they're, if I'm correct, uh, they're like themed, right? So like each razor. Yeah, you got the, one the Iron characters. Man one, uh, Captain America, Thor, and Hulk. Okay, so no Black Widow women. No leg razors. No, no leg razors. That's interesting. That should have been an interesting tie-in. Uh, no Hawkeye. But then you know that that does kind of show <laughs> the uh, the importance of these characters. Oh, I mean, poor Hawkeye! Just every time. Hashtag every Hawkeye. time he gets Hawkeye. Yeah. Hawkeye. Um. So yeah, the the one thing that that really grabbed my attention, and now you were in the under the impression that these are actually being released like as something that could be a, consu- a consumer product right well wouldn't that i mean wouldn't that obviously be like the deduction like yeah okay they're going to be razors that have like captain america shield design on them or some shit right like i thought right, which that's makes what sense cuz why else is Gillette doing all this right? right like what is the point but here's my here's my problem with that on the print ad that i saw the thor razor 
which which why yeah. didn't they just make it look like his hammer first it, of all? I know, right? Right, like, isn't that obvious? Like, shouldn't I thought that it, just be it? Yeah, I think it does look a little like the hammer. I'm not actually sure. But it should just be the hammer. Like, it should, it should just, just be, be the, the hammer. hammer with a blade on should, the side. Per, yeah, totally right. Um, But anyway, the, the one that I saw had, like, some crazy lightning electricity component <laughs> to it where, like, electricity is, like, shooting back and forth and is it... Ostensibly, uh, ostensibly, the blade of the razor is the electricity. Yeah. And right. Some, and somehow I still thought this was a real product that you could buy. <laughs> like, I mean, I I want that to be a real thing. Like, I don't think I do. I, I mean, I, I trust Gillette enough, but not with lasers. Well, this is the company that made a razor with like five blades on it, right? So yeah. clearly, anything is on the table for them. Yeah. I mean, that is kind of you know the, the next step is lasers, but um, <laughs> is is electricity is lightning yeah. bolts through the. I mean, I don't know. They it's a weird cool. ad campaign, dude. To like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing. I don't understand how it ties in. Gillette seriously must have paid for half of the movie or something. Like, I don't. I, don't I just know. hope there's no like just awful <sighs> fucking product placement in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and you, yeah, exactly. I really hope that doesn't happen. But uh, the oh coolest thing about this was that um, the the in the commercials. Uh, it's kind of like a joke where it's like Gillette's presenting these new razors, these Avengers themed razors, and mm-hmm. they're obviously like not. I mean, well, not obviously because obvi- you know I didn't actually know that you couldn't buy them, but uh, <laughs> I did watch a commercial where it, it is made pretty clear that they're fake because at one point they show like you know how they usually do on those razor commercials where they'll show like a, an image of a, of a, a drawing of a, of like a hairs sticking out of some yeah, guys like poking out of the skin and yeah, how the uh, how the blade cuts those down right yeah. and at one point i think the iron man razor just shoots a beam and like <laughs> <laughs> the, the hairs go or like so really wait so really yeah. at that point you were still in though you're like oh where can i get this <laughs> yeah i was like how did right. that how did that make it past the the, fucking, the regulation the regulations the like that's insane but um no you can't it, they're not for sale but uh but in the commercial they joke that uh the, the razors were developed with the help from with the help from Stark Industries and the right. coolest thing uh that's come out of this whole thing is that over at Gillette headquarters um which if you're ever wondering why the Patriots play in Gillette Stadium uh there you go um, oh wow the there's a sign they just they actually unveiled a big Stark Industries sign that's right under the Gillette sign. I don't know if it's still there, but if it is, uh, I might try to go and and uh, get a photo with it. But uh, but you could probably find it online too. Um, that was kind of, that was cool. I mean, I think visually that is that's really cool, man. I like, think you should. Yeah, I think you should totally do that if you can. Like, get a selfie in there with the Stark. I mean, because you know, many years from now, hundreds of years from now, when we're all dead and yeah. you know, like aliens or whatever, start finding all our archives. If they find a picture of you with Stark Industries behind you, yeah. they're just going to assume that you were part of the Marvel, like that that all of that really <laughs> happened and that you were there. It's a good point. And I mean, Iron Man was my favorite comic book character. So like to get yeah. that photo really does seem like... That's really cool. Like It's like if there was like a giant Daily Bugle sign somewhere, you'd yeah. probably go. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I would, I would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah. So... Anyway, um, go out and yeah, buy those I'm really non-existing not sure what... razors, guys. <laughs> Tell yeah. us what you think. Yeah, which is your favorite? Uh, <laughs> which one would you actually want to use? I mean, I 
I kind of like the idea of the Thor electricity razor. I just uh, you you know. you know what? Uh, I actually suggest you you go watch the trailer because it's pretty funny. Um, it's it's all tongue in cheek, and at one point they show how the Captain America one works, and it's essentially the the uh, the shield like detaches from the the razor and then just yeah. goes back and forth over your your face. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Yeah, you know, I was originally gonna say on the podcast that this was maybe Marvel's first misstep, but the more you're telling me about this, the more I'm just like, yes, yeah, more please. Like, I know. Well, the problem, please. I think, the problem with it is that on first, on just first glance, it looks so yeah. bizarre and weird. But yeah, once you like actually get what they're doing, it's pretty funny. It's just that like. It's not very like it's just not clearly stated or not that clear to people because you could right. you could totally really easily make razors Get that confused. are Avengers themed yeah. like that's that seems like a product that could totally exist like yeah it seems yeah. weird because it's like very much like something you would give a kid um, whereas you know you don't really need a <laughs> razor when you're a kid if you're a kid uh, yeah. and maybe that's the problem is it looks too much like a toy but. Um, but whatever, I, people would buy it. I mean, adults would fucking go buy those things. But uh, of course. anyway, they don't I mean, they're exist. making those waffle makers and stuff. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, anything. Um, yeah, so like I said, I'm, I'm actually totally 180 on this. I thought it was going to be a misstep. Now I'm just like, nope, another win for Marvel, I think. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like really it. recommend you go see that. I like it. I'm going to check it out. It's pretty funny. So, um, oh, and one last thing on it. Yeah. Uh, the, the Thing Razor um, in the commercial, I mean, not the Thing, sorry. I was looking at a piece of paper. Uh, the Hulk razor um, actually grows in size to the point where it's like a huge <laughs> giant razor where it's like, yeah. um, I don't know, like the size of a fucking baby or something. Okay. Um, and at the press conference the other day, Stan Lee came out to, I guess, the podium or the stage uh-huh. holding holding that razor, the giant wow. Hulk razor. Yeah. So, I mean, that I could. so now I really do understand why you were so confused because you're like, well, there it is. Like, yeah. I, there yeah, it is but, existing in real life. Clearly, they've no, managed well, shape-shifting no. technology. I watched the commercial afterwards, so I just figured he came out with like this giant razor to show it because it was like a big crowd to like yeah. show a, a giant-sized version of this razor. Like this right. is what it's going to look like, kind of. Right. I didn't realize that that was like the joke and that the razors that was, don't exist. That's anyway, really good. Whatever. That's really clever. They're, yeah, uh, yeah. They must have some really, really bright people up at the uh, Marvel PR and advertising. Yeah, I imagine so. Switching gears a little bit, and uh, we're gonna get into what I think is is always my favorite part of of every podcast that we do. Spider Man, Spidey Talk. God damn, dude! We're just gonna have to change the name of this fucking show to Spidey Talk. <laughs> so, I, you know, you, but see, this is why you're here because right. you got to rein me in because. You know, well, no, listen, ta- it's fair. I mean, there's definitely... But this is like a legit Yeah, no, there's story. been a lot of Spider-Man news. I mean, we started this show on the big Spider-Man news of of, of ever, I guess. I mean, as coming far as the movie, MCU. I, as yeah, far I, as I movies are concerned. Uh, Spider-Man yeah. coming to the MCU. So, no, there's been a lot of... there's you know, There's been a wave of Spider-Man news. So, no, it's it's fitting, but... But, yeah, I mean, come on. Okay, so give, the way I want to broach this topic is that I'm just going to read a direct quote from Kevin Feige 
uh, listener of comic book characters, uh, <laughs> Kevin Feige, uh, president and CEO of Marvel Studios. I picture him listening to this podcast and just furiously taking notes. Yeah, just like oh god, oh that was these cool. guys. These guys have it. They they've got a, <laughs> they've got the pulse the pulse of the of yeah. the nation. Uh, um, okay, so he says, "quote This is in regards to Spider Man being in the MCU." We want to play with Spider-Man in the high school years because, frankly, there's been five Spider-Man films, and the amazing thing about it is, even though there have been five Spider-Man films, there are so many things from the comics that haven't been done yet. Not just characters or villains, or supporting characters, but sides to his character. The most obvious being the, quote, young, doesn't quite fit in, kid, before his powers. And then the fellow that puts on the mask and swings around and fights, and fights bad guys and doesn't shut up, which is something we want to play with and we're excited about. So uh, what, I, what I got really excited when I heard that quote is that it seems to me, and it's something you and I have talked about before, yeah. uh, is that it seems like they're really going to try to infuse, um, I feel like, more humor into the character. That's what I get from that. Yeah, actually, uh, you sent me a different link, um, which I think does more explicitly say that they're going to try and add more humor to it. I think the, the one that you just read kind of uh, makes, an, uh, I guess, uh, I don't, uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, I guess you could uh, read that infer. to mean that, yeah, infer that, um, that they're going to add humor to the character. But I think there was a quote maybe from him or someone else who said that, very explicitly that they were going to make it um, try to add humor to it, which is great. I mean, that's like music to my ears because that is exactly what the comic book uh, version of Spider-Man is. I mean, he's like this yeah. wisecracking kid. He's, he basically doesn't stop telling jokes, almost yeah, like the detriment of his own health because he's like ends up getting in trouble sometimes with like because yeah. he's not paying attention. He's like trying to yeah. tell, tell some stupid which, joke. Which is like, I mean, that's always been my major complaint with with Spider-Man's portrayal in, in any film so far is that they've never really gotten the the tone of that character down correctly. No, um, and, I feel like, and, yeah, uh, actually, when I saw that Deadpool trailer from a while back, yeah. that that seemed way more like what the Spider-Man character is in the comics, just like yeah. constantly joking, wisecracking, like, and and it kind of makes sense because he's not just a superhero in that. He's athletically, you know, more capable than anyone else in, in what he does. But he's also kind of, you know, he's he's got a quicker wit than everyone else, which is why he's so quick and like can make all these comments and jokes um, almost instantaneously. You know, he's yeah. Like, and not only that, he's you got to remember in the way they're going to do him in this uh, in these new movies, he's going to be a, a, a like a legit teenager, 15, 16 years old. Uh, he's not a full formed adult. You know, he doesn't have the responsibilities, the maturity of Captain America or, you know, Wolverine or whoever, yeah. like any of the other, you know, even the Falcon. Like, I mean, what, one thing I can definitely say is that as I've gotten older and you kind of ease into this adult role in, in you know, in your life, your your perspective and your sort of tone as a person tends to shift to be to be more serious right uh, versus being a kid or a teenager so if they are, if they're able to capture that tonally i'm i'm super excited like that's that's exactly what i've been wanting uh one real other quick quote from faggy they brought up something really interesting and i'm going to postulate on a, on a on a theory here uh Ke- kevin faggy says uh, in regards to like how they're going to introduce him and whatnot, uh, this is Peter Parker and Spider-Man into the MCU. He goes, 
Well, there is a young kid already running around New York City in a homemade version of the Spider-Man costume in MCU. You just don't know it yet. So what that makes me think, and I mean, I'm really curious to hear what your thoughts on this are, but that kind of makes me feel like maybe the way they show him in whatever, in his own movie or whatever, that maybe they flash back to other pivotal scenes from previous Marvel Cinematic Universe movies like Avengers or Iron Man, and they show those particular scenes from the perspective of Peter Parker or Spider-Man, showing that maybe he was there in some capacity already. Yeah, no, that that seems to be... I, I, I don't know, I guess you could interpret it in other ways, but that that's the only way I could possibly read what he's trying to say. And I think um, that's interesting. I think the fact that he says homemade Spider-Man suit, um, I mean, I guess they're always homemade, right? It's not like he's, he's having some yeah. company make them, but like but I think usually when you say like, that, it means it's like yeah. the first version or like it's his pajamas or some shit. Yeah. Like he went to, he went to like, uh, you know, like the sports Academy or whatever and, and bought, yeah, you know, some workout gear or like some wrestling um, gear or something. But yeah, uh, some the fact gear. that he mentions that means that it might be Spider-Man very early on in his development, uh, which is the, which maybe would explain why if he's if he's there for like say the Avengers big fight at the end of of the Avengers movie uh, that destroyed New York City uh, would explain why he doesn't get involved or like why we never see him get involved or why he doesn't do anything. Right. Yeah, because that that does draw the question like, okay, well, if you're going to be a hero, like, here's your chance to shine, and where are you? But maybe maybe he's doing smaller things or helping people in other parts of the city. like Right, or maybe he does something, he's just, you know, in a different, like like you said, a different part of the city, but it still still ends up, you know, playing a role in in the Avengers winning that battle, whatever it is that they could figure out that he does. I I just Uh, think that that's really interesting that they're, that if that is the way they're going with it, that's like kind of a gamble because it's really complicated to tell the story that way. Yeah. Um, But the payoff would be huge because if they do it correctly, I mean, it could be kind of like a lot of when it like those, Oh shit kind of moments like, Oh man. So that's why that happened. Or, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it leads itself to a really complex narrative that could ultimately be really awesome to experience as a as a fan or an audience member. But it is it's a thin line because you you've got to balance that correctly. Um, yeah, I'm 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 actually really curious to see how they incorporate Spider-Man's character um, into the rest of the Avengers universe. I'm I'm more interested in that than just the standalone Spider-Man movie because. Uh, even though I'm, 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 I'm interested to see kind of how they make the character different as, you know, using humor more. I, don't, I still don't really think I need another origin story, like another Whoa. him in high well, school, him, you know, fucking I'm, aunt. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Stacy. No, his uh, his aunt dying. Uh, oh, Aunt May or aunt Uncle May. Ben. Uh, Uncle Ben, right. Um, well, yeah, Kevin Feige uh, has already said and I didn't pull that quote, but Kevin Feige did say in the same interview we're not doing the origin story. Right, you but know. it's but but the, he does mention in the quote that like one of the things that's not shown is uh in previous Spider-Man movies is like him before he becomes Spider-Man, you know, being kind of an outcast or, you know, well, not, I not think an outcast what he means but like not fitting is, in. So I don't think I think he means the kid not fitting in as just a, a as Peter Parker though. Like not necessarily before powers. 
like I think what he means is that transition between being uh, a meek kind of awkward kid by day and then but by night he's Spider-Man where he feels empowered and you know has all these quips and is very quick witted and so on so does the movie I think start I, with him already as Spider-Man yes oh that well that, that, that would be that's cool what I, I take hope, away I from hope that's it. what they do I'm fairly certain that is because I, I know I've I've read somewhere. I mean, I can't quote it directly, but I know I've read somewhere where Kevin Feige did flat out say, we're not doing the origin story. That's uh, yeah, he, that, he that would be cool. He didn't want to waste any time. On I mean, I, I you know what? I actually thought Daredevil did a really good job with the origin story because it's just the beginning of the show. And then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, OK, done. Like, there's really nothing else. He's Daredevil. Um, yep. Okay, uh, but yeah, um, I'm, uh, yeah, that, that's gonna be interesting. I don't know how they're gonna bring him into the the Avengers and you know the rest of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but um, I'm interested to see it. I'm really interested to see how, you know, he's gonna play off against these older characters. You know, he's gonna come yeah. in as like this kid. There's gonna be a big age difference here. I don't know totally how totally different play dynamic. Uh, yeah, totally but we dynamic. also know that we, it will not be Miles Morales, so that's kind of a bummer. But uh, but whatever. I mean, it, Peter Parker's a kind of a hard character to, to turn away from uh <laughs> yeah uh, you know he's just such a such a big part of the marvel uh, I, yeah. I might be making this up so don't hold me to it but i think kevin feige did because somebody asked him about like well you know what about miles and i think he said that his response was something like there are a lot of stories to be told right, uh, right. hopefully hopefully we get the chance to tell them you know something to that effect so I'm pretty sure they're aware that that Miles has a lot of fan support, yeah, and that you know it would be in their best interest at some point to introduce him in some capacity. Yeah. Okay, so now uh, going from the the show-stopping world of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, there really isn't a name for this yet. I mean, I guess it's just the Fox Comic Universe. I don't. We haven't really officially given. Oh, it you're a talking name about yet. DC? Yeah, it's no, I'm like... talking about Fox. Uh, oh, Fox, because uh, you know they have Fantastic Four and uh, the X Men franchise. Oh, I never even thought about that. Yeah, but those yeah. two are there talks about those two kind of combining. Or? I mean, I, they have to be having internal talks at this right. point. If they see what Marvel Studios is doing, what DC is doing, they're they have to be at least talking about it. But there hasn't been anything like significant that's been leaked out. To you know the, what's kind of a bummer world. to me? I feel like we we can we no longer live in an era where you could have like the end of geez, which movie was this? I think it was Sixth Sense. No, I'm thinking of the Jason movie that ends with Freddy's hand coming out of the ground. Oh, Jason goes to hell. Jason goes to hell. Like that moment, like watching yeah. that happen in real time yeah. or whatever, like we, yeah. we're, we're robbed of that. Like, yeah, how cool would true. it be to like see, uh, uh, I don't know, a fucking Batman. Oh, not, oh, this is a bad example, but like say the Avengers and like, fucking wolverine shows up or something you know like just something completely out of the blue that no one was expecting like yeah that just doesn't happen anymore we will that we will never be able to experience that again that's kind of a bummer yeah no you're right you i totally agree um i remember seeing jason goes to hell in the uh, movie in the cinema metro uh cinemaplex or whatever you call them but uh i guess we still kind of blown away by that moment i guess we still kind of have those moments in the post-credit sequences it seems like that's the one area where you're still um, there still are surprises, but even then, like it, it seems like it's uh, just getting harder and harder. It's harder you know, and harder people... to 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 keep stuff uh, from 
from from people spoiling it or just that information getting out. Um, yeah. But anyway, sorry that was well, such especially a tangent, well but. not only that but especially when it's like you and me uh, when we're on a podcast that is comic centric, so it's kind of in our best interest to know as much about what's going on as possible. So right, you know we're we're we we lose that protection in a way. Yeah. But I mean, so does so does anyone who's a fan of this stuff? Because if you're a fan, you want to embrace it all. But by by that extension, you're you're gonna lose a little bit of that that magic. I think it's still possible for like these movie studios to keep certain things under wraps and like and you know like I said it, you know especially for post credit sequences because those are usually just like really quick scenes that mm-hmm. you could probably do a pretty good job of hiding from people. Um, so, you know, hope, you know, I don't know. I guess it's still possible, but uh, yeah. it seems like you would almost have to like watch the movie, like be the first person to watch the movie or something, like to really be shocked because yeah. as soon as it's like premiered somewhere, like way before it even comes out in theaters, uh, that info is going to start trickling out and it's probably going to, you know, get spread pretty quickly. I completely agree. But you anyway, know, uh, you know, the the thing is, though. Oh, <laughs> What a transition, man. Oh, nailed it. Um, So, yeah, going back to Fox, Fantastic Four is coming out, and we finally got to see the thing in all of his rocky glory. Yeah. Uh, What do you think? I think it looks cool. I mean, it's the thing. It looks like the thing, so I'm I'm excited about that. It definitely (laughs) looks better than the thing from... um, from what was it rise of silver surfer where it just looks so much like a costume like this like one rubber suit yeah this one actually just looks like a bunch of rocks like yeah like just kind of floating so, together like so it, would you you so you're saying you're excited about their thing oh my god <laughs> yeah no i think that's fair to say okay, uh, okay. no you're right though it looks like a bunch of rocks um like legit rocks <laughs> not not foam not foam rocks not plaster rocks they look like crumbly rocks that you would find on the ground somewhere it also i mean it's not a suit right it's like a cgi it's or cg yeah i think it's cg i'm not really sure how they did it to be honest but um the the scene that i saw the pictures that i saw looked very much like they would be a cg uh cg rendered uh, one one thing I have seen a little bit on Twitter and, and whatnot, social media, there's a little bit of backlash because it wouldn't be comic fandom if there wasn't some backlash. Right. Uh, in the comic, traditionally, the thing has these kind of thick, rocky eyebrows. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for the most part, that's traditionally how he's drawn. Right. And from what I could see... Uh, based on the the still images from the Fantastic Four movie that's coming out, they don't have they didn't incorporate that into the CGI look of the thing. Yeah, and so some purists were like, "Where was eyebrows?" God damn, these people then need something I, better to do. I like, think who the was fuck like cares? A, there was like a Tumblr thread where like somebody was like bitching about it, like "Where is eyebrows?" Oh, and no. then the response was just um, some tweezers, <laughs> a picture of tweezers. I don't, I'm pretty sure tweezers wouldn't do that. Uh, no, they you would really need wouldn't. Like a, a you know what you would need? What's that? You, you would need a Gillette-branded oh. <laughs> Avengers yeah. tweezer set. You need some lasers there. You need something. With some arc reactor yeah. you know, components to it. Um, okay. Uh, well, you know, uh, 
as we move along with Fantastic Four, I'm sure we'll get to see plenty more. Uh, so far, so good. I'm I'm probably the most skeptical of that film, of yeah, all of the too. ones coming out. But I'm I'm happy to give them the benefit of the doubt. I'm a huge fan of Miles Teller after Whiplash, so even if I didn't like the Fantastic Four, even if I didn't like comic book movies, I would have seen it just for Miles Teller because I want to see stuff that he does now. Yeah, the casting is um, promising too. I I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what what those guys can bring to it. Um, you know, we got Wallace from The Wire, second Wire reference of the day. But uh, <laughs> it's like we can't yeah. go through a podcast without saying a Jace or referencing The Wire. <laughs> anyway, we're, the we're, thing. we're basically Grantland to Jace, I think. Yeah, we probably are. It's time for the choo-choo, the caboose, the caboose of the podcast. We're nearing the end. You, by the way, Com- none of these little like transitions are screened. They don't. They, none of them go by me. Like you just kind of no. pull them out of your ass, like right just... during the fucking show. Yeah. Uh, all right. So now we got the caboose section. Um, the caboose, sponsored by Gillette. Uh, sponsored by Gillette razors and tweezers. Uh, DC Comics. You know, you're at the end. I wouldn't even say that we saved the best for last, but you are included. Well, DC in this is essentially is in Marvel in the Center. comic book world caboose. I mean, that's just where they are. Uh, well, just kidding. Maybe it's really valiant, maybe that, but you know, yeah. No, it's it's Marvel and DC. They're pretty neck and neck, and you know, just uh, totally uh, being honest. Uh, real talk, I think, is what the phrase is. Mm-hmm. I, hashtag I've real always talk. hashtag real talk. I think you can be a fan of one or the other or both, and I think, in terms of DC and Marvel, and I think if you're a fan of Marvel, that doesn't mean you have to hate on DC. If you're a fan of DC, that doesn't mean you have to hate on Marvel. You can enjoy both, or either. Doesn't matter. Just enjoy it. Have fun. It's a bunch of people flying around in spandex suits. Who gives a shit? Just have fun. Are there fun. people that just like, are like such Marvel uh, marks or nerds that they just won't even see a DC movie? Like yep. They refuse? Yes, and vice versa. Yes. That's so I, weird I've, to me. I've met those people at conventions and whatnot, and I'm just like, dude, like, what are you doing? Like, just let it go. Like, it's just not enjoy that what different. you enjoy. Like, they're all, comp- they're all superheroes. Like, it's what? all It's all a bunch of made-up stuff. It's yeah. fun. Just right. have fun. But anyway, um, so I love this because it fits, to me, it fits in so clearly with what we keep bringing on about DC in terms of movie, uh, their kind of lack of strategy yeah. for movies. They recently announced, or was recently reported, I guess is maybe a better way of putting it, that the Superman versus Batman Dawn of Justice trailer is coming out. Still don't know exactly when. Still rumored to be in front of Mad Max. We still right. don't have any teasers or anything of that nature. Nothing to actually put our eyeballs on. But it is being reported that there is now a trailer length announcement. <laughs> <laughs> so where Marvel like is dropping trailers and teasers and stuff on the internet left and right, they were on the they had the entire Avengers cast on the Jimmy Kimmel show of the other night. That was really good by the way. Uh didn't get to mention that, but Try to watch it if you can. Right. Um, really fun the way they all interact. Uh, but Marvel is everywhere. Like, literally everywhere you turn, look, breathe, it's there. It's in the air. 
DC, for whatever reason, is going completely opposite. So much so that the DC marks or nerds out there are like, yes, they've announced how long the trailer is going to be. <laughs> and it's going to be two minutes and six seconds long. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, it's a full trailer. That's cool. It's not a teaser. It's a real full length yeah, and that's the so only that reason you would ever include that information. It's just like, by the way, this is like a legit trailer. Unless it's just like but, a fucking voiceover and you don't see anybody. But that's kind of hard to do for two minutes. Like, you got you to have something in that there. That would be the most amazing work <laughs> swerve if they did that. If it was just like a black screen. images. Yeah. Just like the Superman S and the Batman signal. Oh, my God. Uh, that would oh be my God. The such signal, an like... amazing troll. That I would probably <laughs> become a, a huge DC fan after that. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I would love it, but, like, the, the world at large would hate it. Yeah. Um, but this just goes to show you how much, like, DC fans out there are starving for something. Um, you know, like, they're getting excited about the trailer length announcement. <laughs> and, it is pretty uh, crazy. But. I just got to say this out there because I do like some DC stuff. There's definitely a lot of things in the DC universe to get excited about and to enjoy. But for you hardcore DC fans out there in the CBC universe, have hope. It's coming. Stuff is coming. We will have the Batman Superman film. There will be a Justice League film someday. There will be a Flash film directed by um, the guys who did Lego Movie. So that's right. exciting. And honestly, DC has just kind of been behind Marvel with a lot of stuff. But, you know, they're they're sitting there taking notes. You know that they are. You know, they're, they're seeing exactly how Marvel is doing their campaign and marketing this movie uh, with the Avengers. And um, I'm sure that they're they're seeing how well that's being received. And I'm sure that that's going to be probably their their strategy going forward. But uh, just at the moment, <laughs> they uh, they aren't giving us a whole lot. You think they could Not just like... Lot. I don't know. Tweet out an image of the Batman suit? Something. Yeah, the Batmobile. Right. Or maybe a Fortress of Solitude. Right. Or... you got to have something by now. How about the Daily Planet? How about a picture of the Daily Planet? Right. I mean, you don't have enough footage to just do a fucking... I mean, I did hear that there might be a teaser either today or tomorrow. Um, so maybe we'll have a teaser. But yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean... Obviously, they have the footage. It doesn't take a whole lot to put together a teaser trailer, so uh, I'm a little surprised that they're as quiet as they are, but, I mean, then again, it's like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't really see this as, like, a traditional, uh, I guess, uh, what's the word, Um, a rivalry or, like, a competition, because it's like, Uh you know, generally, I mean, like you said, there are some people that are only going to watch Marvel or only going to watch DC, but for the most part, like if you're a comic book um, fan, Enthusiast, you're gonna, you're yeah. gonna go watch both, right? I mean, so it's like you can, you can kind of share the audience, and really, in a way, for DC, uh, Marvel's success, Marvel's movie success, it benefits them, ben- right? Yeah, benefits them. Yeah. It's good for them, um, not just in that it kind of pushes or elevates them, or hopefully pushes them to to make better movies, but because uh, it makes the whole genre stronger and it makes people wanna wanna see more of this stuff, um, or yeah. at least expect it to be on the level that that the marvel movies have been at least recently because we all know there have been quite a few terrible marvel movies uh that have come out um in you know just looking back on comic book movie history but Mm -hmm. and terrible dc films i mean it it goes both ways yeah so hopefully it goes both ways in terms of quality as well so if marvel can step up i have no doubt in my mind that dc has the uh 
capacity and ability to do it as well. Yeah, uh, I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Do you got any, I mean, if you had like a wish list, say, of like what you'd like to see in a Batman Superman trailer, is there something you'd like to see? I want to see... You just want to see Michael Caine, don't you? I, do, uh, yeah, I always want to see Michael Caine. That's true. Why do we fall, Master Bruce? <laughs> I want to see Michael Caine cry again. I love when he cries <laughs> in that Batman. <laughs> um, I want to see... I want to see Batman's reaction of seeing Superman for the first time. I what hope is, that whatever yeah. that moment is, that they give it the right tone and and the right amount of gravity. Okay, here we go. It should be. Really I'm going to put you on the spot. How do you how do you do that scene? How do you oh. how do you make that happen? I mean, because first of all, does Batman not have the fucking mask on? Because like, if he does. It's a little hard to like, you know, play with physical, but, like facial yes, emotion. Yes, he has the mask on, and yeah, I agree, it's difficult. But this is a, a multi-million-dollar film. All right, they figure it out. I think tonally, uh, they could do stuff, you know, in terms of the the scene, the environment that they shoot it in, that could 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 give a lot to it. Um, you know what I'd love to I, see? I'd love to see Sp- Superman just come out of nowhere and like fly up into the sky, and then they just cut to Batman. He's just like, the fuck. Yeah, here, here, here's how I would do it, okay? So we, uh, I don't know if Killer Croc's going to be in this thing or not. I can't remember where he's, I think he's going to be in Suicide Squad. But let's just say, that you said I'm doing this, right? This is my dream scenario? Yeah, dream scenario. This is Batman in the sewers. Wait, is he a Ninja Turtle all of a sudden? No, he's trying to follow Killer Croc. Killer oh, Croc okay, has right. like, kidnapped someone or killed someone or something. So Batman's in the sewers, in the darkness, creeping around, trying to find Killer Croc. And he's, like, stalking Killer Croc or whatever. All of a sudden, bam, giant kind of explosion slash uh, slash rumble, rubble kind of thing happens <laughs> where something just crashes through the top, okay. lands in the water. Um, like a meteor just fell through or something. Like, like, like a meteor falling through the, through the streets into the sewer. You hear, like... Killer Croc, like making like you know Killer Croc sounds, like <laughs> you know or whatever. Oh, spot but it's on, like you know, way. yeah, okay. <laughs> and then all you see is two red lights where a person's eyes might be, glowing in the darkness, and then just whoosh, Killer Croc vanishes. Up Is, into the air, okay. like, but it's so fast that that you don't even really see it. Like, you see Killer Croc, and then he's just gone, and the red lights are gone. Like, there's nothing, and all that's left is all the rubble from the broken street and the sewer, and then Batman just like perplexed. And this is Batman. This is the guy who's prepared for everything, for every conceivable right. possibility or probability. One of the smartest guys on the planet. So and was this cyborg? No, was this cyborg Superman? No, but Superman has heat vision. He's got the he his eyes can glow red. I like he can he can make his eyes glow red. All right, cool. There you go. Okay, okay. I'm not saying Is it's it, perfect. No, you just put me on the spot. I just put you on the like, spot and you delivered. No, 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 that was great. But just be prepared to watch that happen in the movie because uh, uh, DC's taking notes. Well, dude. I don't see. I don't know who's the head of DC. Like I know, like Feige, we know listens. I don't know. Does, is DC's board of regents listening to the podcast? Hopefully. Yeah, yeah, there are. Yeah, there are our main listeners actually. Um, but all right, well, 
Choo choo! Out of the station. Out Caboose. of the station. The train has left the station. And um, get your tickets next week because uh, we'll swing on round by and pick you up again. Oh God. Oh. <laughs> wow. That. Never mind, because the train just wrecked. Oh my God. Can we? Can we stop with the no, train reference? No. <laughs> We're not cutting that out. That is staying in. That is not getting edited out, everyone. Like, I guarantee uh, you. I just I lost it midway, and I I, I I didn't even want to finish it. Wait, was Daredevil the, the train engineer, the conductor at the front of that train? Oh. I wish, man, because, by the way, yeah, yeah, he's blind, but he sees better than you and I, all right? That's true. We have, we need glasses to see. Right. And contacts. And you know what he and, sees better uh, than you and I ever will? Oh. The heart. Oh. So true, Matt Murdock. And justice. And <laughs> he, he does. He sees justice so well. All, All right. right. Well, I think that that draws us to a close for another episode of Comic Book Characters. Everyone, please feel free to engage with us on social media. Uh, we'll include the, the bumper at the beginning so you guys can hear you know, where you can get a hold of us if you want. Uh, let us know what you think is going to happen for the first time that Superman and Batman see each other in the film. That would be, I'm interested in hearing you all's takes on that as well. And what do you think about the Daredevil Netflix series? That's all right. very valid questions. Please feel free to interact. We love getting interaction from you guys, guys and gals out there. And uh, yeah, I guess that's going to close it up for this week. Um, do it. We'll have some more Daredevil talk next week and whatever the heck ha- happens from here on out, uh, at least until the next show. But um, anyway, man, it was good talking to you and we will yeah, catch you guys next week. Everyone stay super. Take care. Have a good one.